Hello, welcome to another Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host, Cody Mori, and today wanted to discuss the issue of, well, evolution specifically in movies. Um, and the reason why I wanted to discuss this is kind of goes along with what we've been talking about with evolution uh, over the past few uh, well, I guess it's sort of somewhat of a mini-series, but w with the show that's, shows that we've been doing. And I wanted to look at really the mainstream media because many people today are really on to the fact that many times the mainstream media is not 100% accurate. And it seems that the mainstream media tries to push us one way or push us the other, as we've seen uh, with the things with going on with Black Lives Matter, the different spins that they—I mean, even on both, really on both sides—you see this stuff going on. Um, and, and I mean, whether, whichever side you're on, I'm on Christ's side personally. But whatever side you are on, we we really can't deny that there's there's been manipulation on both sides of the aisle here. So, and and evolution is no exception evolution is absolutely no exception when you look at television shows and movies and different things like that you know sometimes it's hard to remember it sometimes it's hard to catch it but many times they mock God in movies uh, they many times they mock uh, the whole idea of creation and so today I want to take a look at basically how evolution is treated in in Hollywood really uh, and for for a long time for a very long time and I want each and every one of us to ask ourselves honestly truly and honestly is someone trying to manipulate us into thinking a certain way and if so why because if if something is true it should be able to stand upon its itself it should be able to stand on its own. It shouldn't need uh, manipulation tactics in order to ensure its survival. So please keep all that in mind. And please keep this verse in mind as we get started here from Jude. Uh, there's only one chapter. So uh, I, if you will, Jude chapter 1, verse 18. It says this. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts these be they who separate themselves sensual not having the spirit so verse 18 and 19 there of, of jude chapter 1 and it's talking about people that mock people that mock the bible people that mock the gospel people that mock scripture that mock god and you know th there's people on both sides of that you got you got to keep in mind that the people that are going around and mocking and, and being very destructive who call themselves Christians and, you know, God hates you and you're going to burn in hell and th those people, unfortunately, those people do exist. Those, those people are going in contrary to w what the principles that are laid out in the scriptures. I just want to be very clear about that. So there are, there are mockers on both sides but particularly here where we're talking about mockers of God mockers of the gospel it gives the reason why it says who should walk after their own ungodly lusts again 
the reason is sin. The reason is sin. These people, individuals, uh, reject God and they cling to evolution. They cling to atheism. They cling to humanism, to postmodernism. You know all the isms that go along with it, communism. And the reason they cling to those is because it gives them some sort of protection in order for them to continue with their own ungodly lust. So what the Bible does is, right here in this verse, is it really cuts through all the hoopla, all the nonsense, all the rationalism, all the different explanations you get as to why people don't believe in God, you know, on the whole, for the most part here. And it says that these be they who separate themselves sensual, not having the spirit. So they, they essentially, they love their sin so much that they're not willing to accept God's way. And, you know, you, you don't want to turn around and say, oh, I, that means I, I don't have salvation. People don't want to admit that. So what essentially happens is because God has denied them, they deny God. And I can tell you as an individual, I've felt that myself in the past. I have denied God because I felt that he had denied me. Uh, and that's really part of my testimony. We don't have, really have time to go there. But those are the things that are at play here. And I just, it, it, the Bible makes it so simple. So without further ado, let's, let's take a look at evolution in the Hollywood movie and television realms. First, we have the movie Inherit the Wind, um, where it talks about the Scopes trial. And if you look up William Jennings Bryan, who was the uh, prosecuting attorney in that trial, this was an ACLU trial. Um, if you look at him up on Wikipedia, we find this from July 10th to July 21st, 1925, Bryan and participated in the highly publicized Scopes trial, which tested the Butler Act, a Tennessee law barring the teaching of evolution in public schools. The defendant, John T. Scopes, had violated the Butler Act while serving as a substitute biology teacher in Dayton, Tennessee. You know what's interesting about that? He's, he's a substitute teacher. Like, what, what, what is he doing getting involved in, in trying to make some sort of stand here i mean whatever his beliefs is fine but he's a substitute teacher he really shouldn't be rocking the boat but i always find it interesting these are the to me from what i know about the jesuits from what i know about um history and the different things that have gone on throughout history the subversion tactics i have no doubt in my mind that it, it would well I wouldn't say no doubt in my mind i would say it wouldn't surprise me if i found out that john t scopes was sent to this school to specifically do this to invoke a trial in which he would have the ACLU defend him. It goes on, it says, uh, his defense was funded by the American Civil Liberties Union, that's the ACLU, and led in court by famed lawyer Clarence Darrow. Now, the, the actual case, the Scopes trial, or the monkey trials as they're famously called, the actual case really made evolution look unintelligible unintelligible the actual trial the actual trial itself interestingly enough inherit the wind 
actually portrays the opposite. It makes it look like all the Christians that are involved are basically religious bigots, and they're not basing their ideas off of uh, science when, when really that was the opposite. And essentially, in the actual Scopes trial itself, the whole idea that uh, evolution versus creation, it kind of got thrown out because it w the, the question was, did the guy violate the law? which was that you couldn't teach evolution, not whether evolution was true. So that was one of the issues that they had. But the movie Inherit the Wind really paints the opposite picture. It shows uh, – I mean, you, I wish I had a clip for you guys, but there's just so many clips within it. It's an older film, uh, black and white, but it really paints the Christians as looking really like, like bigots. I mean – like bigots, like uh, against science uh, and against progressivism. Against progressivism, and you got to keep in mind the ACLU. They're the they're the ones that got prayer removed from schools. Um, I read from their website. I got from their website some of their famous uh, victories here. And just to read a couple to you from 1925, you have Gitlow versus New York. Gitlow's conviction for distributing a pamphlet calling for the overthrow of government was upheld. But the ACLU's first Supreme Court landmark established that the 14th Amendment incorporates the First Amendment's free speech clause and therefore applies to the states. Essentially, they, the ACLU effectively supports and defends individuals that are calling for the overthrow of their own government, which would have been called treason in another time. Just back in 1925, I mean, about a hundred years ago, and look how much further we've come. Uh, 1931, Stromberg versus California, California law leading to the conviction of a communist who displayed a red flag was overturned on the grounds the law was vague in violation of the First Amendment. So they favor communism, they promote communism. In 1946, Hannigan versus Esquire. Remember, this is from their website, by the way. Their website. These are their victories that they are proud of. So, uh, Hannigan versus Esquire. In a blow against censorship, this decision limited the Postmaster General's power to withhold mailing privileges for magazines containing offensive material. All right, which enter in, uh, you know, pornography and all those other things. That has been historically something that the ACLU has protected. And look at our look at our society today. Now the ACLU has done some good things. You have Brown versus Board of Education. Uh, there are many religious institutions that they've defended also. But you got to keep in mind that that's what Satan does. He will he will hang himself on a bit of truth to sell you his lie. He will defend something good or appear in a, a garment of light that he might simultaneously destroy you okay uh, so we have another one here in 1958 trop versus dulles stripping an american of, of his citizenship for being a deserter in world war ii was deemed cruel and unusual punishment in violation of the eighth amendment so they're in favor of deserters uh not losing their citizenship in the biggest war that we've had to this date, World War II. Um, you know, that's something that this individual could have been killed for in another time. 
1962, Angle versus Vital, striking down the New York State Regents' non-denominational, non-denominational school prayer. The court declared it is no part of the business of the government to compose official prayers. But at the same time, they will strike down individuals that try to do prayers on their own as well, because they'll say it's church and state. In 1963, uh, Abingdon School District versus Shemp, uh, building on Engel, the court struck down Pennsylvania's in-school Bible reading law as a violation of the First Amendment. So now I want to play for you a few clips and I want to start with the movie There Will Be Blood. I believe it's from 2007 with Daniel Day-Lewis. So many people love Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, and keep in mind, if you love his movies and you love his, you you enjoy him as an actor, then you are also supporting this scene right here. Essentially, in this scene, there is a a preacher, and he is. <laughs> He's he's not he's not a good guy. I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you that way. Eli Sunday, and he goes to the main character here, who is Daniel Day Lewis, the actor Daniel Day Lewis, and he asks him essentially for for help because uh, he needs his help. And Daniel Day Lewis forces him; his character forces him to stand up and say that he's a false prophet. Of course, which. If you see some of the other clips of the character Eli Sunday, nobody would disagree with that uh, for the most part. But then he says, God is a superstition. And he makes him repeat it over and over again. So what is this doing in the minds of those who have been watching this, watching a movie for a long time, and now their brain's basically turned off? You know, they're sitting there with their zombie face watching this, and they see this scene. What are the impacts of that on the mind? a superstition. If that's what you believe, then I will say it. Say it like you mean it. Daniel. Say it like it's your sermon. Don't smile. I am a false prophet. God is a superstition. Why don't you stand up? Put your glass down. I am a false prophet. God is a super. Eli, Eli, stop. Just imagine this is your church here, and uh, you have a full congregation, so. I am a false prophet. God is a superstition. Say it again. I am a false prophet. God is a superstition. I can't hear you at the back. I am a false prophet. God is a superstition. Say it again. I am a false prophet. God is a superstition. Say it again. I am a false prophet. God is a superstition. Those areas have been drilled. Okay, and then from there, uh, they have some more dialogue between each other, and eventually Daniel Day-Lewis ends up killing that character. But they make Christians look crazy. Um, 
they make Christians look crazy. Now, again, the, the they're picking low-bearing fruit here because Eli Sunday is is one of these sort of overly charismatic individuals. And yeah, I would agree he is a false prophet, but is God a superstition? I would not agree with that at all. But that's what it seems to portray Christians as in the film industry. And and we again, I want to ask the question is is this a manipulation tactic? I think it is. Also have here from the movie Creation, which is about Charles Darwin, um some big-time actors and in that, including uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Again, you may like some of their other movies, but if you do, then you're supporting this because this is part of their work. This Essentially, this scene, they're talking about how Darwin has effectively uh, killed God and, you know, basically good riddance and, and everything else. So, here's the clip. Mr. Darwin, sir. Yes. Either you are being disingenuous, or you do not fully understand your own theory. Evidently, what is true of the barnacle is true of all creatures, even humans. Clearly, the Almighty can no longer claim to have authored every species in under a week. You've killed God, sir. You have killed God. Or, to put it another way... And I, for one, say good riddance to the vindictive old bugger. Charles, Charles. Oh, no, fine, fine, fine. Thomas, please. Yes, I quite understand. It is time to write your book. Strike hard and fast with a blow that is utterly conclusive. Really, sir? You, you talk as if we're at war. Yes. Science is at war with religion. And when we win, we'll finally be rid of those damned archbishops and their threats of eternal punishment. So did you hear that? The We'll finally be rid of threats of eternal punishment. Of course, that comes from a misconception about hell, which we don't have time to go into today, but we will at some point. This next scene is from Paul. Again, they make Christians look stupid, and they make people that believe in evolution as uh, progressive, moving forward with the with humanity. That's a nice t-shirt. Oh, thanks. I got it at my church. It's Jesus shooting Charles Darwin. Why would Jesus want to shoot Charles Darwin? Because of his blasphemous theories. Are you men of God? We're men of science. You know, we believe in the establishment of a biological order through the, the maelstrom of physical and chemical chaos. God created the Earth in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. Really? Or it could be God. You don't know, do you? It's up in the air. The world is 4,000 years old and can only be the product of intelligent design. <gasps> um, all right, well then, uh, please explain how something as complex as the human eye simply just comes into being. Oh, don't give me that old irreducible complexity crap. Thank something you. Something as intricate as that does not just occur without the intervention of a guiding hand. It didn't just occur. It is the culmination of billions of years of development across countless species. <laughs> What are you talking about? Evolution, baby. Oh, blasphemy. Oh, yeah. Well, Nothing that you can say in. or do can shake my belief or faith in the short okay. and certain knowledge no. that God yeah. made heaven and earth and created us all okay. in his own image. Oh, his own image? Well, 
I got a question. How do you explain me? She's going. She's going. Catch me. And in the movie Paul, Paul, this is a comedy movie. So in the movie Paul, um, which is played by Seth Rogen, and Kristen Wiig was the the really the idiotic Christian in that movie. Um, in that scene there, Paul is an alien. So as he come, he comes out of the bathroom at the end, and he basically says, "How do you explain me?" and and, and really just makes the Christian look. Uh, ridiculous and she passes out but this is the type of thing that we see in the television and movie industries they are pushing evolution and anybody who this is what's so sad about it anybody who is a christian who believes that god created the heavens and the earth uh, in six days and rested on the seventh day which is the sabbath Anybody who believes that, who by faith takes hold of that, or even looks at the scientific aspects of it, they're just deemed to be stupid, illogical, unpractical people. And it's really sad because that really closes any windows of, of dialogue because how can you have any type of dialogue with someone who is essentially going to attack uh, your character rather than the argument itself? And this is this is the problem with what Hollywood has done here and with the television industry today. This next clip is from Firefly, a television show, sci-fi television show, where they're talking about the scriptures and essentially she finds the character's Bible and she needs to make changes to it because, you know, it's wrong. What are we up to, sweetheart? Fixing your Bible. I, um, what? Bible's broken. Contradictions, false logistics. Doesn't make sense. No, no, you, you, you can't. So we'll integrate non-progressional evolution theory with God's creation of Eden. Eleven inherent metaphoric parallels already there. Eleven. Important number, prime number. One goes into the house of eleven, eleven times, but always comes out one. Noah's Ark is a problem. Really? We'll have to call it early quantum state phenomenon. Only way to fit 5,000 species of mammal in the same boat. Give me that. Maybe you don't fix the Bible. It's broken. It doesn't make sense. So, that, see, that's... And you heard all the terminology being used by... The individual that believes in evolution there, sir, I believe her name is Serenity. Um, all the terminology being used shows that they are they're the scientific, they are the intellectual uh, in this argument here. There's more. I'm going to just name them off just because uh, for the sake of time, but you have Blood Diamond. They have a, a scene about God, about how God basically has, uh, you know, uh, forsaken the earth and that he really doesn't care. So the whole concept of a loving God, totally out the window. The Ledge, where they, they mock Christianity uh, in the film itself, done by the great-great-grandson of Charles Darwin. You have the movie uh, Contact, where the individual says, I believe in empirical evidence, uh, which is Jodie Foster in that film. 
You have the movie Dogma. You have the movie Red State, where they make Christians look like murderous uh, psychopaths, which they're really kind of going after Westboro Baptist Church there, uh, and understandable. But that whole thing is is basically taken from that and and cast upon all of Christendom as a whole. The Mist, you have a woman, which there's, it's a horror film with like monsters in it that come out of the mist. And this woman gets people, she's a Christian, and she gets people to pe basically believe that all of this is because of God's judgment. They end up sacrificing people to the monsters. Just makes Christians look insane again. You have the movie The Masters, or The Master, rather. You have shit TV shows like Good Times where they talk about their scenes where they talk about this stuff. You can look this stuff up. There's a scene in Fight Club where they talk about rejecting God. Obviously, the movie The Life of Brian. You have Family Guy, American Dad, Simpsons, and South Park. Obviously, that's kind of low-bearing fruit. But also, there's uh, the Orange, Orange is the New Black. Uh, a whole scene, basically, where the, the main character, the blonde woman, she, she rejects god she rejects christianity and again they're making the christian the christian uh protagonist look crazy or antagonist rather look crazy and she doesn't believe you know god needed another angel when kids die or that god gives people cancer to teach them lessons and just all the the typical things that you would hear from someone uh the show house the movie sunshine sci-fi movie rabbit hole the Gray, where Liam Neeson is, is cursing God in the sky, saying you need to, swearing and everything else, saying he needs to show himself to him. The movie God on Trial, where it shows uh, Jews forsaking God and having basically a trial on whether God had broken the covenant. Uh, the movie The Invention of Lying, where essentially the individual invents God because they live in a world where lying doesn't exist. And then you have, you know, the Good Dinosaur, Ice Age, uh, the documentary film, Religious, and, and there's there's just there's there's many others. It's just a really a countless list you could go down. But the the tall tale sign it, it, that you're going to typically see is that Christians who believe in God they're either illogical and stupid or they're actually crazy and dangerous. Whereas the individuals that believe in evolution, they have well-founded beliefs, they're well together, they, they understand, they're smarter, they're more logical, they're, they're more inventive, they're more progressive. And that's the problem with this whole thing because this whole country, keep in mind, this whole country was founded upon the principles of not atheism. This whole country was founded on the principles of Protestant Christianity, what we would call uh, political Protestantism. Every single one of the founders, without exception, acknowledged God. Some of them were deists, yes. There are always are the minority of non-believers among the true believers. There's always the the, the usually the, the true believers being the minority, actually, in, in that in that whole context there. But there's no denying that each and every one of them they gave glory to God at different points in their lives and yes there are there are texts and things that that can be can be stated to show that they were you know they were deists and things like that but in the end um, you know if you if you take even the summation of, of even my whole life if you if you took 
all the bad things I've ever said and put them together, I wouldn't look like a very good person. I'm telling you that right now. And that's why I praise the Lord that I'm saved by grace. Uh, but I wanted to finish with a quote here from Spiritual Gifts, Volume 1, written in 1858, page 69, where, and this is the crux of the issue, because at the end of the day, these opposing beliefs, they really can't be married, because evolution believes we're getting better, and true Bible-based Christianity understands that we're getting worse. Okay, that's the main point. Evolution, we're getting better, we eventually we'll be immortal. Christianity, we're getting worse and worse, and we're more and more and more in need of a savior each generation. Okay, so it says this. I was informed that the inhabitants of earth had been degenerating, losing their strength and comeliness. Satan has the power of disease and death, and in every age the curse has been more visible and the power of Satan more plainly seen. I was informed that those who lived in the days of Noah and Abraham were more like the angels in form, in comeliness and strength. But every generation has been growing weaker and more subject to disease and their lives of shorter duration. Satan has been learning how to annoy men and to enfeeble the race. So I hope this was at least food for thought for you on how clearly the Hollywood, the movie industry, and the television industry ha are trying to manipulate the masses into believing that evolution is intellectual and that Christianity is dangerous, illogical, and just plain stupid. And, and really ask yourselves, are you going to be bullied into a belief? Because you really need to look into this stuff. If there's a, There is plenty of evidence to support the creation account much more evidence to support the creation account than there is to support evolution much much more which we've looked at already in the past and I also want to ask you if you're a Christian if you're a Christian who is one of these Christians that just loves movies and the, and the reason they love them is because they just want to escape from this world for a little bit keep in mind who you're supporting you're supporting you're supporting Christian wig to make scenes like that you're supporting Seth Rogen to make to make scenes that are going against the God, your Savior, the God that you love. So if you really truly love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself, can you watch something or support somebody, support their career who is blaspheming God? I mean, I mean, seriously, think about that. What if someone had said those things about your husband or about your wife? Could you support them? Could you support Benedict Cumberbatch as he makes Doctor Strange um, as well as the creation movie and all these different actors that get involved in these and this thing Liam Neeson everybody loves Liam Neeson but he's sitting there he's swearing at God in the movie the gray uh, to the in the sky and basically telling God to prove himself to him right now not later now you know as if God is at his beck and call keep in mind that when you get involved in these movies and these television shows and you think they're harmless, you are supporting the careers of individuals that are blaspheming the God that you supposedly love. So please keep that in mind. And we are definitely out of time. So God bless. And we look forward to uh, another Truth Triumphant Radio next week. Thank you.